Hello and welcome back to another edition of Caught Looking. Thank you for joining us here on your preferred podcasting platform. I am Bryant Adams. They are Hunter Doucette and Jacob Adams. And it is time to preview the Super Regional matchups. Boys, uh, this is what it all comes down to. This is what your season leads up to. And this is your chance uh, to advance to the place where we all want to go, Omaha, Nebraska. So uh, let's get going. First, uh, First Super uh, it's going to be the Knoxville Super Regional featuring the Tennessee Volunteers and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Anybody want to lead us off? This feels like it's not a one versus 16. <laughs> no. Uh, Notre Dame's legit and has a real chance to go in there and derail this entire Tennessee uh, train. Um, I, I really, really, really believe I think Notre Dame will win one I would love to see them have a chance to win two um you know I I I can't see another team you know maybe Texas Tech could have went in there and done the same thing but there's not too many teams that that could have made it out of regionals uh to go into Tennessee and, and really make some noise uh, well, I think it's important to re- remember that no number one overall seed has won uh, has won the whole thing since 1999 when Miami did it. Uh, you know, so Tennessee does have a, a little bit of history working against them there. Um, and you know, like you just said, Deuce. I mean, Notre Dame last year goes into Starkville and comes within a couple of outs of of taking down the eventual national champion Mississippi State Bulldogs. So these guys, they know exactly the kind of environment that they're walking into. Uh, they know what they're going to face uh, from uh, from Tennessee, though. They're not going to have seen the, the bats like they've seen before in a ballpark where the ball really flies. Uh, so that'll be interesting. But, man, I, you know, I, I've said it previously in other places uh, this week. Um, and, by the way, check out gambling.com if you want to hear a little more information uh, from uh, – uh, from our thoughts for the weekend, but, uh, you know, I, I agree. Notre Dame's got a chance, uh, but man, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough, uh, a tough, tough super for them. And, uh, if you like home runs, this is where you're going to be wanting to pay attention this weekend. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Keep an eye out for uh, Notre Dame shortstop, Zach Preisner. Um, I should say Prizner is how you say it. I call him Praj. Uh, he's got a lot of pop, can really play defense, very good all-around player. Um, look for him to make make an impression this weekend in Knoxville. Well, see one of your well, and, see one of your spotty players, Deuce. Yes, he he played for me in Fond du Lac. Uh, and and Notre Dame's got good starting pitching too. John Michael Bertrand and Austin Temple are both very good and uh, and should give. Uh, give Tennessee trouble, uh, you know, on on Friday and Saturday. So uh, we'll see if they got enough juice to get to Sunday. Uh, all right, that takes us to uh, Greenville, South Carolina, for what I think was going to be one of the hoppinest uh, of all the super regionals, where uh, ECU is going to take on uh, the Texas Longhorns. Deuce, talk a little bit about this one for us. Um, well, we talked we talked a little bit about it in the last episode, but. Uh, I think Greenville, North Carolina, is going to be absolutely electric. Um, and, you know, Cliff Godwin's a really good coach. Uh, ECU was highly ranked at the beginning of the year, and they completely fell off the map. Like, they 
were derailed uh, for the better part of the of the season, and you know they started winning again, and that's when it matters is at the end. You you make a push at the end. They made a push so much so that uh, I think they were the number eight national seed, and mm-hmm. um, you know just just to, that's just a testament to Cliff Godwin's coach coaching experience and and, and skill. Uh, Cliff Godwin was the hitting coach at. Ole Miss uh, a while back and uh, also worked at LSU, but he's from uh, North Carolina and uh, he has made a home at ECU. I would be willing to bet he was in uh, uh, the running for the LSU job last year. Um, You know, so um, there's a, there's a lot of factors that go into this. I've got East Carolina coming out of this over Texas. Um, Texas has been very streaky all year and East Carolina seems like they are on fire right now and they really want, want to win this, uh, bad for their coach and, and, you know, for themselves. Yeah. So they, uh, they were on a 20 game win streak that was actually snapped there in the regional by coastal, uh, this weekend. So, I mean, obviously they are absolutely red hot, um, but you know, I don't know if they've got a real true ace on the pitching staff. And uh, I think that's going to make it. Uh, I think it's going to make it difficult for them, you know, facing this uh, facing this powerful Texas lineup. Uh, Jacob, you got any thoughts on this one? I feel like Texas is going to win this one. I mean, Texas, uh, they're another one of those teams that started the year out really good and then kind of fell off just a little bit. But they've got some uh, some really some really good athletes over there. Um, obviously, Ivan Melendez. We talked about him a lot. Um, I, I think Texas is going to pull through this year and make it to the College World Series. Yeah, for me, my my heart says uh, my heart says the Pirates. My head says the Longhorns. So uh, we'll see who advances, and and the winner of that game will play the uh, the winner of the Notre Dame Tennessee series in their first game in Omaha. So uh, that takes us to the College Station Super Regional, uh, where Texas Tech, well, Texas A&M will take on Louisville. Uh, Deuce, I feel like you're probably the man to talk about this one. Uh, yeah, I watched a lot of Texas A&M baseball this past weekend. Um, you know, A&M has got a good squad. I said it earlier in the year uh, that they weren't playing very well, and I could see them not making the SEC tournament. Um, but they they turned it around, and um, Jim Sloshnagel has done a really good job with these boys. Uh, you know, a, a couple of years ago, TCU – um, when Jim Sloshnagel was at TCU, knocked A&M out of going to Omaha. And, uh, you know, this time the roles were reversed. Jim Sloshnagel comes out on top again. Uh, you know, another testament to a good coach there. And, uh, you know, some, some guys really figuring it out down the road here. Dylan Rock, uh, Austin Boast. Um, you know, A&M's just had some guys that have just come through the mud and, and absolutely flourished this year and stepped up for that team in a big way. And uh, they've been playing well. I've definitely got A&M over Louisville this year. I, I've seen uh, Louisville play a good bit. And, again, that, that's another streaky team. You know, they're hot and cold. But they can't keep runs off the board. And Texas A&M scores a lot. Uh, and Texas A&M's done a good job of keeping runs off the board here lately. So, uh, again, I think it'll be a good super regional matchup, but I've got Texas A&M coming out of this one. Boy, for me, I tell you what, that just the the way that Louisville came out of the regional with uh, you know with that all time comeback in the bottom of the ninth to, to beat Michigan, and 
uh, caused Dave Portnoy to lose 20 grand and, um, and advance the supers. I mean, that's what an emotional high that had to be for those guys. Uh, you know, they, they really hit the ball. Well, they get a lot of production out of the bottom of the lineup with a guy that you guys probably know pretty well. Uh, you know, I believe, uh, Mr. Bianco out there's even got 10 home runs, uh, batting out of the nine hole. So, you know, uh, and, and the other thing that the, that the Cardinals do really well is, is they steal bases. And as you guys know, we don't, we don't see a ton of that in the sec anymore for whatever reason. Uh, there's not a lot of hit and runs and, and, and sort of that small ball that, 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 uh, Louisville does like to play a little bit. So, um, you know, the Aggies do play really good defense though. So, I think that uh, Louisville is going to try to put some pressure on the A&M defense, and and I think they've got a real chance. I think they're probably just a little bit too much uh, for the Aggies, and I think Louisville wins it in three to go to Omaha. I'm taking A&M on this one. Um, they've got they've had they've had good pitching, good starting pitching, good relief guys all year. Um, I mean, like you said. Um, Louisville barely came out. They barely beat Michigan to get out of their region. Um, Louisville's obviously a good program year in, year out, uh, just like A&M. But um, I've, I've been pretty high on A&M here lately, so I'm going to stick with them. All right. That takes us to Blacksburg, Virginia for OU versus Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech boasts the second-best offensive in the country behind Tennessee. They've got seven batters with more than ten home runs and four players with double-digit stolen bases. Uh, but maybe their pitching isn't quite up to snuff. Uh, and they're playing one of the hottest teams in the country in Oklahoma who has consistently improved over the course of the year. Guys, that consistency for Oklahoma is such a key for me, and they're really, uh, they're really peaking at the right time. I like the Sooners to get to Omaha here. Yeah, I disagree. I've got Virginia Tech going to Omaha. I actually picked Virginia Tech um, to go to Omaha. And the reason is because I think uh, Oklahoma can pitch it. Um, and they can hit, don't get me wrong. They're a complete team. But uh, Virginia Tech can really hit. And you've got to be able to keep up with, with that. And it's a three-game series. Um you know, I, I think Oklahoma will, will keep them down in the beginning, but, you know, maybe maybe they win game one. But after that, I think it's it's all hell breaks loose and Virginia Tech just outscores the hell out of Oklahoma this weekend. Jacob? Uh, I'm taking Virginia Tech. Uh, their offense has been consistent all year, and I think they'll continue to, uh, to keep that keep that offense uh, rolling through the rest of the NCAA tournament. This is good. I like to be the, uh, I like to be the, the odd man out sometimes. So <laughs> we're going to, the truth is going to, is going to come out next week. So it seems like Jacob's uh, following suit with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We'll I'm go to Jacob kidding. first next time though. I think on this one, uh, we're all going to be leaning in the same direction uh, in the, uh, the Palo Alto super regional with Stanford versus UConn. Guys, it's a no-brainer for me. Uh, Stanford is going to walk walk through this in two games. Yeah, I agree. I don't know about two games. I think UConn's got going to get their money's worth, um, but I, I do think Stanford comes out of the regional. Yeah, for me, uh, Alex Williams Super and Clint Matthews are just going to be too much, uh, too much for a, for a, a very good and uh, and quality uh, UConn team. But I don't think they can can handle the talent that Stanford's got out west. So. 
Uh, that'll take us to Chapel Hill for a super uh, between the number 10 national seed, North Carolina, and Arkansas. Um, I'll let you go. Jacob, why don't you give us your thoughts on this one first? Uh, a lot of people probably aren't going to like this, but I, I think I'm going to take UNC here. Um, Arkansas, they did get out of the Oklahoma State region, but, uh, I mean, their pitching gave up a lot of runs. Um, UNC's been playing good baseball. I just – I feel like uh, Arkansas has been too inconsistent this year, and uh, I'm taking UNC. Um, I feel like this is going to be a really good series, actually. Um, I feel like UNC and Arkansas both have had, uh, you know, slightly above average years. Um, But, you know, the standard for for a team like Arkansas is to win 40 games. Uh, They haven't gotten there yet. And – you know, same for North Carolina. Both storied programs, both really good programs, and both are young and lacking in certain areas. But that makes for a good matchup, right? So, um, I, this is going to be a really good series. Definitely going three games, but I do have the Razorbacks pulling it out because I feel like their coaching staff has more experience and uh, their players have more experience getting to that next game, that next. Uh, um, the next level, if you will, the Omaha, right? The next step in this journey is to make it to Omaha. And I just feel like uh, Arkansas pulls this one out. Yeah. For, for me, it's the same thing, Deuce. It's, it's who's hot versus who's got the experience. Right. And uh, you know, Arkansas has been in the spot so many times. And I think what's even more important for, for the Razorbacks in this game is that it's not being played at Baum Stadium, right? And I think the pressure when you're playing at a place like Arkansas and you're playing to go to Omaha and you're playing to win game number 41, 42, 43, whatever it is, you know, it just gets cranked up a little notch higher. And I think you guys would probably agree, you know, that, you know, as you get closer and closer, that pressure gets cranked up. And when you're at home and you've got a fan base that is out of their mind a little bit. And, you know, I, I, I think that pressure at home is going to make a, a playing away from that pressure at home is going to make the difference for Arkansas in this situation. And I like, uh, I like the Hawks to win, uh, win in three games with all three games being very, very close. Love it. Um, okay. Hattiesburg. Rebs and golden Eagles. I'm taking my Rebels. I'll, I'll take this. Okay, Jacob. Just real quick. Just real quick. I'll keep it quick. Uh, I like Dylan Delucia on the mound um, over the major- – I'd say there might be four or five guys in the country that could could beat him um, in, a, in a big Friday night, Saturday night uh, type matchup for a Super Regional. Um, I mean, that guy, he, he might not have the best numbers in the SEC or in the country, but he's a competitor. He knows how to win. He's had a couple hiccups throughout the year, but I think he's going to come out game one, uh, give the Rebs, uh, you know, if they can score two or three, which I think they will after what they did this weekend, I think they'll win game one. And if we can figure out a way to squeak out one more game, uh, especially, like I said, with the way our offense played last weekend, uh, I'm taking Ole Miss all day on this on this series. Yeah, I also like Ole Miss, uh, and I do agree with you, Jacob. D- Dylan Delucia has been really good here down the stretch, and uh, he may not have been on his perfect, you know, best game last weekend, but uh, you know, again, it was short rest, and and I'm excited to kind of see how uh, 
how he throws uh, against Southern Miss and a team that, that these guys, again, are comfortable playing against. And um, I think, you know, having a captain on your team uh, like a guy like Tim Elko is uh, speaks volumes and, and carries your team to places that you never could have dreamed it would go. Uh, your coaches only go so far, but your peers are what, you know, kind of get you motivated and get you going. And Tim is the, the guy that's a tireless worker and um, he's very humble and uh, very, very much so a team guy. Uh, I saw an interview with Tim the other day. Uh, he has the single season record for home runs at Ole Miss. Someone asked him, how do you feel about that? He said, man, I don't really care about that. Uh, I would like to, to, break another record and bring the first national championship here to Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, as a, as a teammate of that kind of a guy, you see that and you think, you know, this guy wants us to win. He doesn't care about himself. He wants the team to win. And I, I like the team kind of getting behind him here and, and making this push to Omaha here for the second time in, in the last seven years. So I'll say uh, that I sort of both agree and disagree with you guys a little bit. Um, I love what Dylan Delucia has done, especially down the stretch. Uh, but Tanner Hall is a stud for uh, for uh, Southern Miss on their on their their Friday or in this particular case on Saturday night. That's going to be a tough one, but I really do like Hunter Elliott to win Game Two, and then I think we have more talent uh, in the bullpen uh, you know, to, to to take it home. Um, you know, as far as Tim goes, I think you know all of us. We personally know Tim. We have. Uh, you know, uh, certainly an affinity for him uh, and, and think the world of him. But the thing that I saw out of Tim Elko this weekend was a little fire. You know, Tim is a laid back, you know, like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Uh, but when I looked in Tim Elko's face on camera this weekend for what that's worth, I saw a guy with some real determination and, and a fire that I haven't seen out of him in a couple of years. And, uh, and so to me, uh, that makes a difference. I'm going the Rebs, too, on some late-inning heroics from the captain, Tim Elko. Jacob. Yeah, uh, after he hit that home run uh, that went, like, out onto the soccer field, he just absolutely pimped it. I mean, like you said, he's playing with some fire, some swag. He's playing relaxed. Um, It's fun to watch. And one more thing I want to point out. You know, it's kind of been the elephant in the room for for Ole Miss over the last, uh, I guess, probably 20 years i think they've only been to omaha one time and and they've and we've been we've had a really good program uh every year it kind of seems like you know we host a regional host a super and just something doesn't something doesn't work out and and we don't find our way to omaha and it kind of seems like the way this this year is shaped out you know people kind of counting us out it could just be uh one of those years where it it falls our way and uh and Ole miss makes it back to omaha all right, that takes us out to Corvallis for the final uh, final super of the year, uh, or final super in the bracket uh, with Auburn going to Oklahoma State. Uh, boys, uh, you know I've talked a lot about about experience uh, today on this, and I think you know for me experience matters, right? And and the Beavers have it in droves, uh, so I look for them to win this one in in three games and set up a, a return to Omaha for the first time since 2018, where they won the national championship. Yeah, I, Jacob. Go yeah, ahead, Jacob. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one for me. Um, I, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Auburn here. I feel like the SEC um, has just kind of shaped Auburn. Um, 
you know, uh, to, to be clear, in your challenge, you picked Oregon State. That's fine. That's fine. But Auburn, <laughs> Auburn had a great regional. Uh, they've been consistent all year. Um, you know, I was talking with somebody the other day, and it, I, I think the SEC ended up having what five teams uh, make it to the uh, to the supers. Five out of sixteen teams. Um, I mean that that just goes to show. Even though we all felt like it was kind of a down year for the SEC, we still have five teams uh, moving on. So I I just feel like um, I'm picking Auburn for that reason. Deuce? All right. Um, I think Jacob would like to have another mulligan, Bryant. That sounds like it. And you might need it the way things are going. Hey, get that get that chest hair ready. Yeah, it's gonna look good when yeah. I have that chest hair. Ladies are gonna love it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with I'm with Brian here. Experience over uh, over who's hot, and I really think uh, Oregon State's been really good all year long, and so is Auburn. And, and uh, hats off to them for a great season, but it definitely ends this weekend. In oh, it's over already, huh? It's over already, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Just like that challenge is. Yeah. Speaking of Deuce, tell us uh, tell us sort of where we stand right now on the uh, the eight for Omaha challenge, and uh, let's refresh everybody's memory about the consequences for losing. All right. So uh, for those of you that are that are just now tuning into this this challenge, go back a couple of episodes. We uh, picked our eight for Omaha, and um, we are now the loser has to get a major part of their body waxed. Uh, again, go back and listen for more details, but. Um, uh, to kind of, to kind of tell you where we stand now. Um, so uh, this is no surprise, but I am in the lead, uh, with seven potential, (laughs) seven potential teams, uh, still, still hanging. So seven out of eight still left for me. Um, Bryant is, is in second right now. He's got six out of the eight. Um, and then Jacob's got five out of eight left. Um, now everyone knows that this could switch. So let's be clear though. Let's be clear for a second. The one guy who didn't play or the one guy who played is the guy in last place. Is that right? Am I wrong about that? You are correct. Okay. Yeah. So, so the division one baseball player, the person who theoretically knows the most about all this (laughs) is in last. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I was was a good player. I'm not a good analysis. I was a good player. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob's not, Jacob's not great with the analytics, but. Uh, like I was saying, so you know, this could all switch heavily after this this coming weekend. Uh, so it'll be fun to to kind of watch. And as I said earlier, if you guys will go back and listen to to our picks in the last few episodes, um, you can kind of keep up and play along with us. Um, so it, it'll be fun to see how it plays out this weekend. So let's let's run through it really quickly for those who are listening. We give them just give them the lay of the land. Uh, me, Bryant Adams, I have, uh, again, uh, six teams left, uh, Tennessee, Texas, Texas A&M, and Louisville. Those will, one of those will eliminate the other. Stanford uh, and Oregon State. Uh, Jacob has Tennessee, Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, Southern Miss, who we picked against uh, just moments ago, and Oregon State, who we picked against just moments ago. And then Hunter has Tennessee – Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, Stanford, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Oregon State. So that's what's left, guys. 
uh, it's going to be a great weekend. I, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for Friday to watch uh, to watch all this go down. And if it's anything like the regionals, uh, it's going to be just an incredible another incredible weekend of baseball. And guys, we still have like the most fun uh, left, which is which is uh, the College World Series. So. Uh, just an incredible couple weeks of baseball. What a what a great time to be a, a college baseball fan. And I uh, also want to thank you, the listeners, by the way. Uh, it appears that we're going to go over 1,000 downloads uh, probably with this episode that you're listening, uh, you're listening to now. So I want to say thank you so much. Um, you guys are the reason we do this. We have a blast doing it. And, uh, and, and just keep listening, uh, again, yeah, please, 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 please help us grow by, uh, leaving us a review and leaving us a comment, asking us a question. Uh, we'll be happy to answer your questions and respond to your comments. And, and, uh, you know, we want to, we want to give you what you want to hear. So, uh, please take a couple minutes to do that for us. Uh, we want to thank you again so much for listening, uh, and, uh, great time and enjoy the games this weekend. Adios. Adios. Thanks, guys. See you.